Merry Christmas. All right, calm down, calm down. Alex, can you sit down, please? <laughs> Welcome to the Christmas edition of Pushing Back, the podcast of North Knots Hockey Club. We are based in Mansfield, running four men's and four ladies' sides in the Midland Leagues. I'm Robbie Hudson, your host for this podcast, and as usual, I'm joined by Jay and Jimmy. We've just started the winter break of our season, and unfortunately, the really cold weather brought our fixtures to an end one week early, but we're hoping to get straight back into the great hockey we were playing across the club when we start again in January. Right, later in the podcast, we'll be hearing a new promotional jingle. I'll be presenting a special seasonal edition of Robbie on the Road. Jay and Jimmy have organised a special Christmas quiz for us. And we'll be talking to England Masters and Ladies First Eleven manager, Andy Taylor. But just to start, let's have a bit of an update. Jay, have you got some news for us about things in the club? Hi, Rob. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, it's just an update on where all the teams are as we go into the winter break. The men's first are currently third, unbeaten this season. And we're four points off first place. We've got a really big game in January coming up against Loughborough students' fourths. Well which will really determine where we stand in and how we're competing with everyone. But we've competed in every game this season. Like I say, we're unbeaten. So hopefully a stronger second half of the season, maybe not so many draws. The seconds, well, they've really picked up and they've moved up to third place in the league. They're on 23 points now and they're five points off first place. Will Butler's really got them ticking over now. They're getting more selection availability because they were struggling with that at the start. Yeah. And they've added a couple of younger players, one of them being George. Isaac's really coming into his own now and playing really well. So I'm hoping to hear great things from them by the end of the season and hopefully a promotion there. The thirds, they're uh, they're hovering in seventh place, mid-table on 14 points. But when you consider top of the tables only on 22 points, there's all to play for in the thirds. And Jimmy's done a great job making sure that we're getting teams out regular for the thirds. Don't think we've missed the third team have missed a game, or they might only miss one game this season. And the fourths again, they just miss one. They just miss one of the James. Thanks right. for that. Yeah. The fourths again, they don't accrue points this season. They've won four games, and like we always said, the fourths is the development game. And as long as we're developing players, we're happy. We've seen other teams turn up with development teams. And there's no one in there that they're developing. They're just teams. But what we're doing, we feel whether it's juniors or older players, we're still developing. And play. And we've seen a massive improvement in how people are playing. And that's all we're bothered about in that team. Winning's lovely. And that's why we do it. That's what it's yes, all about. Exactly. But the development, that's that's key in that team. So, so yeah, brilliant from the yeah. men's section. Really good. Very, very positive then for the first half of the season. How about you, Jimmy? Any news of the ladies? Yeah, I've got ladies first. They're in seventh position in the league and they've won five and lost five. And then ladies twos, they're second in the league, so they're pushing for promotion. And they've won seven, drawn one and lost two. And then we've got the ladies threes in sixth position and they've won two, lost five and drawn two. And then we've got the ladies development side. And my wife runs that and she says it's going really well. So which is good. 
I suppose she's very good at developing. So she's pleased. She's happy, so am I. Obviously not. You're really good not. at developing James. <laughs> yeah, she is, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it looks like all the ladies' sides are doing well. Yeah, sadly, I, I didn't get to see the, the ladies first. That was going to be the, my last match of the season to do a Robbie on the road up there, but... Uh, the weather ruined it, so I'm looking forward to seeing. Oh yes, really frustrating, that, Robbie. Especially considering by two o'clock, I think we could possibly have played, but we had to call it early because of the yeah. the pitch. And if it's frozen at twelve, we have to call it. I think People we could have played travel, it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It's only fair, and these things happen. It's part of the game, part of living in England. It's one thing we have to uh, deal with. So yes, hopefully, the uh, return fixtures will be nice, and we'll get something from them. Yeah, let's hope for good weather in January. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, well, let, let's move on then. We're going to uh, be going to hear a special episode of Robbie on the Road. But first of all, we've got a special seasonal message from the butlers in South Africa. We're going to hear from Phoebe. Hi, it's Phoebe. I want to wish everyone at North Knots a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs> Well, it's time for Robbie on the Road again. And I'm really looking forward to talking to a few players, seeing some excellent hockey. Let's see where Robbie on the Road takes me today. Well, the disappointing thing is I can't go to a hockey match today. The weather is so bad, it's iced off all the matches, all the home matches anyway. I'm not sure about the away matches. And my hope had been to get down and see the ladies first, the men's first, and play a game myself. But it's not to be. So where am I on the road? Well, it's the kind of thing that hockey is there to prevent. I'm out at MacArthur Glen, Christmas shopping. I know. Let me tell you all about it. <coughs> well, here I am, Christmas shopping at MacArthur Glen's. Now... I don't really like MacArthur Glens. It's a shopping outlet, just close to Junction 28 on the M1. And it's very easy to get to, but that doesn't mean I like to come. We've had to come to get a bit of Christmas shopping done. I'm gonna just have a look around and see if there's anything I want, but I can probably tell you now, I won't find anything. And it won't take me long to get round. In the meantime, Sue has got specific ideas, has got specific things to get, so uh, I shall find her at a later stage and help her take them home. Now, MacArthur Glen, is there any one thing worse than coming to MacArthur Glen? And that's coming to MacArthur Glen and then going for a coffee here as well. I think we've slapped the ban on that because we have got a parcel being delivered later on and I want to make sure that I'm back for it even if it means having to sacrifice a coffee at one of the many, many coffee outlets that MacArthur Glen provides. There's Costa, there's Starbucks, there's a place I've never even heard of. They all have something in common. They sell coffee at an extortionate rate. And here I am outside Scopes in MacArthur Glen. Sue's got onto a third shop now. I've done the whole circuit and discovered there's absolutely nothing or virtually nothing that I want. 
So I'm now reduced to being the assistant shopper. Carrying the bags. Well, that's about it, really. Carrying the bags. I did have a look in one or two places. The Adidas shop, I thought that might be quite useful. They seem to have loads of tracksuit bottoms and tops that might fit me. But when I look closer, it's for people who are much thinner than me. Obviously, they don't think about the perfectly formed man when they're designing or providing these bottoms and tops. What am I to do? Lose a lot of weight? I shan't bother. I'll come back when, obviously, they've got extra stocks in. I've had a look at one or two other shops. There's the Mountain Warehouse. I've been right round it, couldn't find a single mountain. And there's the next outlet, but I'm saving that for later. Well, it is the next outlet. My first port of call is usually the Marks and Spencer's shop. Because, as I said before, if you're looking for places that provide clothing that fits the perfectly formed man, then that's the place to start. The trouble is, I'm a bit dull. I wear only a certain number of clothes. They're usually very simple in design. I don't go for anything flash. I don't want badges on it. I certainly don't want a lot of frills and furbelows. In Marks and Spencers, they have a lot of the clothes that I like, but the thing is, I've already got a lot of the clothes I like, and I don't really need any more. I'm almost certain that someone will see fit to help me out with resupplying my wardrobe this Christmas. In fact, I know that will happen, and I do appreciate it because I'm so terrible at buying things. So even though I've had a quick spin round Marks and Spencers, I came out empty-handed. Well, we're coming to the end of our wonderful shopping spree. Sue is in Hallmark, the last port of call, I believe. She says she's got to get one or two for Christmas cards. That seems reasonable at this time of year. And I'm standing outside. And lucky me, I'm next to a, what looks like a giant Christmas bauble. Must be about 15, 20 feet high. It's made of red tinsel with flashing LED lights all over it. And there's an archway underneath it, so you can walk all the way through. If you weren't feeling festive, then just have a stroll through there, and you'll come out the other side feeling absolutely full of the joys of Christmas. Well, someone's in there now having a good time, as you can hear. Just looking around, I'll just check, are there any outlet shops that I haven't been into that I really want to go? Let's have a quick... No, there aren't. There is nowhere I want to go. I think it's safe to say all I'll do now is I'll go and get the car, drive up so that Sue has just got to hop in with the many bags we have and we'll be home in about 20 minutes. With a bit of luck, this is the sum total of my Christmas shopping, which is not online. But you never know. So how do you know it's Christmas at McCarthy Glen? Well... Plenty of lights up, it's really well decorated. Alongside the huge bauble I mentioned before, there are lights strung across between the buildings, covering the whole mound as you walk around the horseshoe. In one corner, what I think they call it the village square, there are 
a series of little gnome huts. And I believe that Santa is inside one of them. Certainly there are lots of children with parents queuing up, so I'm hoping that he's in there because they're going to be sadly disappointed. I shan't bother queuing this year because two things. One, there's nothing I really want, and secondly, I don't know if I've been that good. Of course, as well as the uh, decorations, you've got the ubiquitous Christmas music. Now, I must admit, the music here has been a bit more unusual. It's not just Slade and Wizard, which drive me up the wall. But we've just had Otis Redding singing White Christmas, which is still pretty well known, but I much prefer to the Bing Crosby version. You can't go anywhere at Christmas, though, without listening to Mull of Kintyre, that wonderful Christmas record that Paul McCartney released a few years ago. I don't know why it's Christmassy. It came out at Christmas, but we still play it to celebrate. So all together, MacArthur Glen is doing its bit to get our Christmas spirits raised in this time of gloom and depression. You can probably hear there's a little girl there who's feeling the gloom and depression. Mummy's just picked her up and taken her off somewhere else, which hopefully will bring back a smile to her face. But I must admit, I feel every sympathy for her. And the other thing is, she's just been through the Christmas bauble. What's going on? Surely it's magic worked. Obviously not. Well, I'm safely back at the car. And... I've got an ingenious device to help us when we look for the car at Christmas. The car park at MacArthur Glen is, is pretty vast and I park quite a long way from the shops to make sure I get a space. But you can see our car from a long distance away. As far as I can see, it's the only car which has reindeer antlers. One on either of the driver's and passenger's door. Just in case you missed that, there's also Rudolph's red nose on the front of the car and a dinky little brown and white tail hanging from the rear wiper at the back. So there was no problem finding the car again. I've stashed the bags in the back. Now we're off home. Hopefully that's farewell to MacArthur Glen at least until next year. Well, that's it for another episode of Robbie on the Road. I'm sure there are plenty of you out there who share that terrible feeling you get when you hear that the hockey is cancelled on a Saturday afternoon. Fortunately, it doesn't happen too often, and hockey has prevented me from having to visit places like MacArthur Glen and Meadow Hall on so many occasions. Long may it continue. The Ladies Committee would like to wish everyone at North Knotts Hockey Club a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. The North Knotts Hockey Club Podcast. Pushing back. With your host, Robbie Hudson. And now welcome to Andy Taylor. Welcome in two ways, Andy, to the podcast, but of course, welcome back to the club. How are you doing? Yeah, good, Robbie. Great to... uh... Great to see you, even if it's over Zoom. Um, I hope we get a meet up face to face very soon. But all's good, mate. All's very, very good. 
Hi, Andy. Well, unfortunately, Merry <laughs> yeah, oh, happy Andy, for yes. Yeah, Andy, you, Jay, Andy, Rob, obviously, it's, uh, yeah, we won't get to see each other now before the big day. So, uh, yeah. you know, stay safe with the families and all that and have a good Christmas, guys. Absolutely. Sadly, I was hoping to, to see you on the pitch side, but uh, the weather has destroyed that possibility. So we'll have to save that until next year and then the next half of the season. Yeah, absolutely. You'll be welcome anytime, Robbie. You know that. Absolutely. Well, as I said, I was I was really looking forward to seeing the ladies first because I've not seen them play this season, uh, and it would have been perfect. But the weather is not perfect, so we'll move on. We'll move on. Andy, congratulations on uh, another successful tour with the uh, the Masters. You've had a great time out in South Africa. It, well, so it seemed to me. <laughs> yeah, so- I mean, it was uh, it was a fantastic experience to go out there and experience the hospitality out there as well as obviously some unbelievable standard of hockey good stuff. It's, it's, yeah. it's, I'm sure it's good qualities which begs the question how have how has that all led you to us to coming back to the club and working with the ladies well it's I mean <laughs> it's a simple one really it's a very simple route I mean I, I've been playing hockey myself since I was what 13 14 I picked up a stick so I managed to play for about 35 years. Not at the highest level, but a decent standard, not a bad goal scorer. And then went into sort of coaching and management when I finished my time playing over at Belper. While I was there, I was approached to manage the England Masters 40s because our coach at the time was the coach of England. Right. That was 10 years ago now. And it, it sort of enabled me to, to reflect a bit. The sport's been really good to me. It's been fantastic. So... I've sort of taken the opinion over the last six, eight years of give back. Don't take any more from the sport. Look to give back. And so I went through, did all my coaching, managed to pick up a lot from some of the great coaches I worked with over at England Masters. Yeah. Took them to club level, been reasonably successful at club level um, within sort of Midlands structure. Took Derby into the Midlands League, still there now. You know, other lower level teams, people like Red Hill that went right through the season unbeaten, which is fantastic. Yeah. But there comes a time when you're at any club, really, that, you know, you think you've come to an end. I've just done three and a half years over at Boots. Great club, lovely club, nothing bad at all to say to them. This season, it just looked and felt as though they were going in a different direction. There were some things that were happening internally in the club, which will stay internal with them and with me, that I didn't like. And I wasn't happy. And I want to be happy in what I do. And you know, if I'm giving back, I want to be in an environment where, you know, it's being received nicely what I try and do. You know, I think I'm a decent coach. I think I'm a decent man. And when I spoke to Jay a couple of times over the summer, just told him that I was looking in case he knew of anywhere. I wasn't expecting North Dots to come in. But when they did, it was an absolute no-brainer to say yes. Uh-huh. What's happening with the club and what's happened to them over the last few years is both fantastic and horrendous. You know, we, we all know the stories about losing the pitch. Yeah. Um, the devastation that that had in having to go and move out to Worksop. We know about players leaving the club for whatever reason, which some understandable, some not so. Mm-hmm. But you've survived. You know, and I look at what, again, I'm going to mention Jay again, I look at what he's doing within the juniors, bringing them through, bringing them in. You've got is it four under 16s now, Jay, in the first 11? There's five young lads all together that are all under under 18. Yeah. 
You see, so. that, that that says to me, and it says to all of us, you know, anybody really sitting on the outside, you know, what North Knox is all about. You've gone through such a bad spell of bad luck, but you've ridden through it. And your focus is very much on development of youth and bringing them through to strengthen the club for future years. And in my eyes, that just fits in an unbelievable parallel for what I'm looking for, what I was hoping to find a club where I could do that. And the opportunity is there. A perfect match then. It feels that way, Rob. It feels, you know, it's easy to say things like it feels like I've come home. In a lot of ways, it does. You know, I'm seeing a lot of people around the club that I remember from my time when I played here. Yes. Um, as well as a lot of people that we've cracked heads with, you know, both on and off the pitch. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, the, the welcome I've received to the club has been unbelievable. Um, I was a little nervous at the start, but in particular, where the way the girls have responded and just taken me in as one of their own. It feels like I've been here years and I've actually been here for 10 league games. You know, two of those I was in South Africa for. So, you know, it's it's fantastic. I, I just can't, I can't fault what the club are looking to do. And I can't fault the commitment level that I'm seeing from the ladies. The willingness to learn. The, the 15, 14-year-olds want to learn just as much as the 40-odd-year-olds want to learn. It's incredible. You know, the old story, you, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. But oh, you can. Some of these, some of these ladies that are over thirty are still going. Wow, I didn't know you could do that. You know, we're we're picking up so much. And we're really well Think careful calling them dogs, Andy. They get a bit grumpy with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, Jay, as soon as it left my lips, I thought that's painful. That's going to really. Think know, I think they know that there was no uh, insult, man, mate. It's fine. No, it's fine. Not, not at all. I don't. I don't want to give. I was going to call them seniors, but that sounded even worse. Yeah. <laughs> now I. I I was looking forward to seeing you tomorrow, but uh, obviously we can't do that now. Yeah. It, there was, you, you're on a run. I mean, you've had a, a couple of very good wins, not least beating the uh, top team in your division, I believe. Yeah, the um, noisy neighbours. Um, <laughs> that was particularly nice, I do have to say. Um, I think it, it's testimony to us as a group. It, it's not about any individuals. It's not about me. It's, it's about the 14, 15, 16 players we've been using to get us this far, the fact that the girls have turned up to training, they've listened. You know, we had the first month was all about just getting used to each other. I play a different style to what they've been used to. I needed to find out what they are all about, what their mm -hmm. capabilities were. So the first month was a little bit, you know, ouch at times. We got spanked by the university. Yeah. which is quite a harsh one. You know, people like Newark that we played and we only beat them 3-1, although it's still a win and it's a great win. It's three points on the board. I dare say if we play them again now, it'll be totally different. Um, and what's happened is the team has gelled and progressed. You know, we're now playing new systems. They understand the commitment that's needed on a Saturday. They understand the effort that's being put in. And yeah, the culmination really was the, uh, the noisy neighbours game. It has to be that, you know, we went into that game with four or five players missing. Really? I turned up to workshop that day thinking this might not be pleasant. Mm. But the difference was that we went out onto that pitch as a team. Our neighbours went on there as individuals. 
Uh, I knew how they were going to play. I know their coach, Paul Halfpenny, is a great coach. I've got a lot of respect for him. Oh, Paul, um, nice. I do. I really do. Paul's a great bloke. He is, indeed. But, but having said that, I thought I'd understand how he'd play, and he did. He fell into what we set him up for, if you like. So after the first goal went in, they started fighting amongst themselves and moaning and groaning, and all of a sudden, every decision was going against them. It wasn't. It was just the way the game was being played. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't like how we played second half in particular. We controlled the tempo of the game. We controlled the clock brilliantly. And obviously, put two goals in. And testimony to all the girls, that the way they came off the pitch after that game, I think, Biggest smiles on the faces. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting that our noisy neighbours went home very, very quiet. <laughs> and we've not heard from them. Not so noisy neighbours. <laughs> it was great to see Andy. From an outsider looking in, and obviously being married to one of your team, I can tell you that Friday night wasn't a great night because she no. knew the players that were available and she knew it was going to be a really difficult game that Saturday. And I don't think she's ever lost against the noisy neighbours before in her career. She wasn't looking forward to going to play. No so problem. much so that me and my boys decided not to go down till the end. Because, you know, I'm quite passionate about our club. And I'll, uh, yep. and, and when it's a local derby, you don't want to see your own club lose. So I didn't turn up till the end. And wow, we turned up. It was 2-0. 2-0 in the end when we got there. Yeah, yeah. And it was yep. just unbelievable. Yeah. And I think these are the catalysts, what, what trigger your season. And... I don't know if Andy will remember, probably not so fondly. I think last year away at Boots, when yeah, my I young lads, it very well. that, that was the catalyst for me. That was the game because my young lads really turned up for that game and were brilliant towards the end. That's when they came of age. And I think this could be a very, very similar sort of thing for you because you've gone on and won games after that as well, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, we had a really tough game where, I mean, you know, Aztecs were top of the league when we beat them. Yeah. which is phenomenal. Um, yeah. The next game, the, I mean, it, you know what it's like. You win one good game and it's no good unless you can back it up. No. Um, no. So we go to Southwall and there was a bit of nerves up there. It wasn't, the, I mean, you know, the pitch up there is not the greatest. They turned up with absolute rack of players up there. I think we had a 12, including one brand new player. But we literally, from the pushback, the first time Southall touched the ball was after about two and a half minutes after we'd scored. And it set the tone again for the game. We only won 1-0, but it was really close game. But we followed it up with that really important extra three points from the previous week. So it, I think we've won four out of the last six. For a team coming into a brand new division, on the back of last season as well, because you know, being a realist, and, and I'm honest with the girls as well, they had a very easy season last year. They were in a division they shouldn't have been in. Yeah, They didn't have to defend, basically, for 12 months. And they've yeah. suddenly stepped into a division where there's some really good quality in there. Yeah. So our target was always to finish, or to survive in the league was the first target, finish mid-table. And it's exactly where we're sat already. Arguably, we've got enough points now to survive in this league already. Fantastic. Plenty to build on there. Good Plenty stuff. to build. Good stuff. Mm. You've also you've also come back to um, a club that likes to party in other ways. Um, what what did you think of the atmosphere when you went along to the Christmas social last week? Did you enjoy well, that? I I did, Rob. Again, it was a strange one. I turned up at 
by the, I think it was supposed to start at quarter to seven. I turned up about 20 to seven and was sat at the bar like Billy No Mates. <laughs> and then by 10 past seven, the place was full and absolutely rocking. And the great thing about the social was it wasn't one team, two teams sort of underpinning it, if that makes sense. There was everybody there, everybody from men's ones to threes and fours. There was development players there, same on the ladies' side, loads of kids, which was fantastic to see, and just a really great atmosphere. Um, people like Baz, Baz Thicket turning up was great. You know, we could sit in a corner, yes. have a few uh, a few glasses of wine together and reminisce over old times was great. But again, I think it's testimony again to North Knox as a club, and you really have to do take pride in this, that after everything that you've been through to come out the other side and still be as solid as you are you know and anybody coming into this it's a it's like a real club it's what i would class as a real club there's no elitism in there there's no favoritism in there it's just about the club it's about the name and it's about the badge and you can't buy that you can't buy it yeah, I oh, think it's one thing it's one thing we definitely pride ourselves on, Andy, that some people might not get what we're all about, but once you do come and join the club, like I say, it tends to be a club that you stay at. People do tend to stay. Yeah. Uh, we very rarely lose players, especially top end. Especially top end. Once they once they get into the ones, the camaraderie is just incredible. We've had players come in, we've had young Joel's just come in, again from the noisy neighbours. And and he absolutely loves it in there. He, he's playing ones now for us and fantastic young player. We'll lose two of our younger ones this year through university. We'll, but yeah. in five years' time, I know if they come back to this area, they'll be knocking on our door again and wanting to play for us again. Yeah, and, that, and that's the way it has to be. You know, it's I mean, one thing I didn't mention earlier, you just done about development and, and people coming through the club and, you know, there's a, there's a place for any player within this club, which is fantastic. And one of the things I'd like just to give a little shout out for are the, the ladies twos, because they train with us on a Wednesday night and their results are going through the roof as well. I don't have any issues with bringing in three, four of their players into the first 11 squad on a Saturday because it just clicks. They understand what we want to do and the benefits in having that connection have been huge. They really have. We've got some some good players in the twos that could drop into the ones, and you know we don't worry about them being there. And, and I say to to the ones and any player that plays on a Saturday, um, for you to keep your place, just play well, mm-hmm. because we're not going to drop people in and out just because you're a name. Mm-hmm. You know, if you yeah. come in, if somebody's unavailable and you come in and you play well, then you're staying. Mm-hmm. End of. Yeah. You know, so. It, it, and we've got that gel ones and twos now, which is again, it's doing nothing but strengthening the the feel of the ladies section. Well, thank we- you for those very positive comments. I mean, it's good you've come back to the club after not being with us for a few years, and so many positive observations that you've made both on and off the pitch. Yeah, and also thank you for your contributions already to the success of the club and. Uh, perhaps we can talk about that a bit later. We're just going to take a short break now, um, but we can perhaps think about the future in, in the next section. Hi, I'm Dean Singleton, and I'd like to wish all that North Knox Hockey Club a very Merry Christmas.
<laughs> North Knotts Hockey Club are the best club in the Mansfield area. Why not consider joining now? For more details, check out our social media sites on Facebook and Twitter. Okay, we've all come back now, suitably refreshed. So uh, we're with Andy, who's been talking about his time with us this season and the, the change, as changes that have already been happening and all the wonderful things that he's been seeing about the club. Andy, could you could you now focus on the future? Where do you think we're going to be by the end of the season, in the next couple of seasons? Where would you like to be? Well, from, from a ladies' one's point of view, I'd like to see more juniors, without a shadow of a doubt. I think that we've already got ourselves in a position whereby we can take a few more gambles, a few more risks in fixtures in the second half of the season to bring some more juniors in and take a look at them and see how they fit in this league. It, it is a tough physical league. Mm-hmm. We have to be very careful on who we're bringing in, but there are still one or two that we're seeing at training that might just show second half of the season. So the targets for us, um, we, we're there already. As I said to you in the, uh, in the first part of the interview, I think we've got enough points to survive in this league now. If I can work with the girls and we can get up somewhere fourth, fifth, sixth in the league, I, I seriously believe that's a major achievement in this league yes. because there are some very good teams in there that we're going to be over the top of. Mm-hmm. Um, again, looking further down the club, the twos, I can see them finishing second in the league. Um, I don't I think the university are just going to be a bit too strong for them this year. But again, the twos really has to be a breeding ground to bring some of the younger ones in to take a look at them before we throw them up into the ones where it becomes a totally different game. But mm-hmm. from what I've seen, yeah, target-wise, hand on my heart, Rob. If we can finish fifth, I'd be unbelievably happy. I'd have to be right up there with some of the other achievements I've had. I, I'm not saying that lightly. Well, you're, um, you're heading but, in the right direction, as you say. With this... Yeah. Solid basis of points. It gives you the flexibility after Christmas to play yeah. around with, with with your squad and to to try things out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important that the club know that, and the ladies' section in particular all know that. You know, we're we're not mm. a closed shop. You know, we we're about giving people the opportunity. You know, come along and show us. You know, come to training, learn our drills, learn our style of play adapt and bring that to the games on Saturday and see where you can go. You know, it's, it's, it's the land of opportunity, Rob. You know, we're in a very fortunate position this year. We're not chasing promotion. We're not going to get there. You know, that's a fact. We're going to finish reasonably high up in the league. Certainly I'm hoping higher than where we originally planned. Yeah. Um, Because originally I think it was third from bottom will be really good. Well, my aspirations are a bit higher than that. And I think we're proving that already. I think you are. But what I want to do, what I want to do is just to just to shout to all those ladies out there and, and other people that listen to this podcast, you know, that are in the local area. You know, this is a club that will give you the opportunity. We're not close shops across any teams. It's not who you know here. Here it's all mm. about your ability and your commitment. If you've got ability, we're gonna use it. If you haven't got ability but are willing to try and learn and come to training. We'll take you on board. 
and we will give you that opportunity to play as high as you wish to go. And, you know, that that's the big message from me. And that, as a coach, that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for medals and trophies and stuff. You know, I'm looking for development. Trophies and results come as a result of what you do in yes. the uh, in the beforehand, you know, in all the groundwork. So, sorry, that was a bit of a long lecture there, wasn't it? I think, I think <laughs> just, just to echo that well as said. well, that's, a, that's exactly the same foundations that were laying in the men's section as well, where anyone can play in any team. It, it's just based on ability. Uh, men's section, we're almost trying to get a style of play right through so people understand what's happening in each team. It has to be tailored a bit because it's quite considerably faster in the ones than the other teams, but ultimately the structure's there and the positions are there. But like Andy says, anyone local area that's interested, come and have a go. I, who knows what the future brings? And like I say, as long as people turn up and try hard, we're happy. And even if you're not in the top team, you're still playing for a club that's incredibly social. Yeah. Looks after its own. Once once you play and put that blue shirt on, you get looked after no matter what. There's something about North Knots where if you play for North Knots and and the proverbial hits the fan that people have got your back. I don't think you get that in every other club. Uh, the way people rally around in this club if there's if there's a crisis is is fantastic. Now I think that the philosophy that both you Andy and Jay uh, are explaining here is the perfect one for a club like ours because it means as you say you've got the opportunity for the, the most talented players who perhaps got a future at a very high level and the ordinary players like myself who just like a good game but there's a potential yeah. there you can yeah. find your level you know you'll be supported mm-hmm. it all sounds brilliant to me it really does yeah i mean it's all about we have to remember this is a leisure activity you know, yeah. this is what we do to get away from the Monday to Friday. You know, this is what we do it for. We do it to be with our friends, you know, do something physical, enjoy it, get to the pub afterwards, have a beer, <laughs> or a chip cob or whatever it may be that floats your boat and just be part of something. You know, we, we all need that release away from everyday life. Yeah. And for many of us, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, 45 years in 50 years into hockey you know i'm into my 60s myself now you know and it it does take over your life at times it really does um but where north knots if i can just flip back a little bit to england as well this is where people like yourself help me with with england because you ground me you absolutely ground me you make me remember where i come from (laughs) you know i've done england for 10 years I've done six World Cups. I've done four European Championships. I've done indoor World Cups. You know, and I stand there in my my England top and I'm unbelievably proud of doing that. But then I'll turn up on a Saturday or a Wednesday night in the freezing cold and rain at Worksop and I get as much out of that as I do going on England camps and everything. And I'm not just saying that because this is a podcast, because I'm talking to you as people in the club. That's straight from the heart. It, I get so much out of this. I really, really do. Well, you talk about grounding. It, it, you and I have played on the pitch against each yep. other yeah. and with each other. So Yes, uh, that's right. I, I don't know if anyone else in the uh, in the Zoom meeting can say the same, but that's certainly the case for us too. Uh, I've managed against Andy, and I think I've 
possibly played, played in yeah, one of the I fifth think... teams or something like that with him years and years ago. Yeah, yeah, I think we played against each other one year in the old President's Cup, Jay, as well. Did we? Of course. Yeah, we may well have been. When you were Brilliant. about two foot six and about nine years old. <laughs> I'm only two foot seven now. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to mention that, mate. <laughs> Sign of a good hug. Hey, well, I'll, we'll bring that to a close. That's been a fantastic interview today, Andy. Thank you for laying out the philosophy, explaining what's happening, yeah. and also for all those positive comments which shows why North Knots is the club to join round here. Yeah, and I just, I really do want to get over the fact that, you know, this isn't a publicity thing. I'm, I'm talking here from the heart. It's the only way I am around hockey. You know, I, I say to people, players, coaches, whoever it may be, you know, don't ask me a question unless you don't want the answer. <laughs> yeah. You've asked me questions today. I've given you my honest, honest opinions. Um, I just think it's, yeah, I'm not going to say it feels like home yet. Let's get to the end of the season, but boy, yeah. it's going a long way. I feel so happy that, you know, you've accepted me into the, the club's bosom and, you know, all's just really, really good. Really yeah. good and I'm really happy, guys, and thank you very great much. Great you're enjoying it, Andy. It's great you're enjoying it, mate. Yeah, Absolutely, buddy. Absolutely. Well, you have a good Christmas and I'll look forward to seeing you pitch side in the new year. Yeah, yeah same Merry to you, Christmas, Robbie, Andy. and the rest of you. You know, have a great yeah, Christmas, Merry people, Christmas, and uh, stay safe. And we'll see you all in January. See you then. Hi, it's Sarah Coop here, Ladies 2's captain. I would just like to wish everyone at North Knots a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. If you wish to advertise on the North Knots Hockey Club podcast, get in touch now because opportunities are available. Contact us at North Knots Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, now over to Jay and Jimmy for some festive merriment. I think Jay's got a quiz sorted. It's bound to run smoothly. What could possibly go wrong? Merry Christmas! Hello, and welcome to Jay and Jimmy's Christmas Quiz. I've decided that we're going to have a sensible hockey-related quiz to end the first half of the season on the podcast. Boring! I've had a loads better idea than that. The quiz is going to be called Santa Slack's Massive Christmas Sack. We're going to do this and you'll not regret it. Cue the music. The North Knots Hockey Club Christmas Quiz. Santa Slack's Massive Christmas Sack. It's ready to burst. So who will empty it first? Oh, God. So, you're going to be Santa then, are you, Mr Slack? Yes, indeed, I am. So, a uh, round of Santa applause, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many right. Christmas puns are we going to get into this pod, do you reckon? I don't know, but after we finish, can we take an Elfie? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, whatever. Uh, you're definitely up to snow good. So, I guess you're fully dressed up as Santa, are you, Mr Slack? Yes, I most definitely am, and I'm feeling fine. We also have to say thanks for all the Christmas cards sent to the podcast team. The sack is bulging and ready to explode. So without further ado, let's get this quiz on the road. I'm sure we can pull it off. Oh, oh, oh. So if we're going to have a Christmas quiz, we need some contestants. Who we got? Well, unfortunately, James has a meeting to attend. 
So all the way from the North Pole, we have Santa Claus. He stopped off at Tenerife to stock up on woodbines and vodka. So please excuse his rough voice. How are we doing, Santa? <laughs> Shall we introduce oh, the oh, contest? Oh. Yes, let's do that. I'll do the girl, you do the boy. The first one looking to get hold of that sack is the rebel without a clause. The lady who keeps the club ticket over. The club's very own snow angel, Sam Palmer. Hi, Sam. Merry Christmas. Hello. <laughs> How are you? You all right? Yeah, good, thank you. Fantastic. What you uh, what are you planning on doing for this Christmas then, Sam? Uh, just a quiet one at the mother's house. Uh, they're not getting back from New York till Christmas Day morning, though, so I've got to get everything prepped ready for their return back home. All right, for some. New York. Very good. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. So... I'll move on to our second guest. He needs no introduction. He's the flying winger in the club and always one that's keen for the pub. This season, his knees took a right bash and left him with a dripping gash. Now he's back with a fully healed crack and Christmas has him feeling extra sentimental. He's back. It's Alex Woolings. Hi, Hello. Alex. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks. How's that Hello, Alex. Uh, gash of yours? Hello, Santa. Yeah, it's doing all right now. Nice. Mostly, mostly healed, so can't complain. Very good, very good. And what's your plans for Christmas, Alex? Christmas Day with the mum and dad, and um, I think Boxing Day we've got family friend coming over. So Standard Christmas, then, well. yeah. Oh, very and good. Standard Christmas. Yeah. Right over to you, Santa. Oh, oh, oh! I'm looking forward to playing with Sam and Alex. I've been watching you, Alex, and I've also been watching you, Sam. How's that pussy of yours? Sam, Sam, Mrs. Claus has a big airy one as well. I think <laughs> the elves keep feeding it when I'm not around. It's huge! <laughs> and you, Alex, you're definitely on Santa's good list. You're very kind to your friends, Charlie and Latter. You did a special calendar for charity in 2018. Oh, I really like that. Mrs. Claus has still got it up. And as for you, Jason, you're on the naughty list, spending far too much time on your computer. You'll go blind! <laughs> right, come on, we need to get on with this now. So the way this works, each contestant will take hold of Santa's sack, <whistles> delve around and pull out a present with a question on it. They will hand it to the big man himself, who will read it out. Our contestants will answer questions and try to empty Santa Slack's sack of all its contents. Santa, did you say Michelle tried to empty your sack last night? Yes, yeah, she tried, but got bored, so it's still bulging. OK, the last thing to mention is that the loser will get a special Santa punishment. More on that at the end, but we need you both to agree to the punishment if you lose before we start the quiz. I'm game. Yeah, I'm up for it. Oh, by the way, who's keeping the scores, Santa? You can write the scores on Mrs. Claus's drawers. I've sent you a pair in the post for your collection. OK, here we go. Santa says ladies first. So, Alex, get your hands <laughs> round my sack. Well, they're a bit cold, but here they come. <laughs> oh, ho, oh, oh. There's a special treat in there with a question on it. Just whip it out and pop it in my hand. Section one, the club history. Okay, 
What was the original name of the club before it became North Knotts Hockey Club? And this is for you, Alex. Mm. I have no idea. Um, oh, he doesn't know, Santa. You're a bit thick. <laughs> yeah. no. Okay, no the idea. answer is St. Peter's. Ooh. That was back in the day when John Tomo founded the club. So, over to you again, Santa, for the second question. Okay. The legend that is Barry Thicket is a permanent fixture at North Knotts Hockey Club. But what two positions did Barry play in for North Knotts for the majority of his career? Goalkeeper, defender, midfielder, forward or winger? So we need two answers. Oh, God. Um, he has actually told me this as well before. Um, I'm going to go with goalie. Ooh. And usually if you're a goalie, you like to be in defensive defender. Oh, have you played this before? <laughs> That's correct. Well done, Sam. So, Jason, what's the scores after that section? Sam moves into a 1-0 lead after the first section. Section two, hockey rules. Oh. Yeah, me and Alex are both going to fail this bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, Alex, you're up. Hold on a while while I get my sack in place. In you go. Oh, this is a good one. Alex, true or false? If a goalkeeper is abusive towards the umpire and receives a green card, naughty, the umpire can leave the keeper on the pitch and send the captain off to serve the suspension. True. Oh, dear. It's false. It's false. Oh dear, dear, dear. Okay. Come on, Sammy P. Get hold of this sack. I'll give it a good juggle. Don't worry. Come on. <laughs> Sam, it's another true or false one. If a coach that is named on the team sheet is issued a green card whilst the game is in play, the coach must choose an outfield player on the pitch to remove. Did you understand that? Yeah. Never heard that true. one before, so I'm just going to complete guess and say true. Oh dear. Oh dear, dear. Never dear. mind, my dear. Never mind. It's actually false. It has to be oh. the captain. Section three off the field. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, my sack is starting to look lighter. Come on, Alex. This sack needs emptying. Alex. Our host, Robbie Hudson, is now enjoying retirement. But what was his profession prior to becoming the professional whiskey sampler? I think Sam knows this. She's jumping up and down. I have no idea. Um, have a guess. Have a guess. Horse breeder. Ooh, close. <laughs> Go on, Sam. Um, well, from what conversation I've had, he, he has been a teacher. Correct. Because he used to teach at the school I went to. Oh, right. We didn't know that. But... <laughs> oh. So question, well, two for Sam. <laughs> so question two for Sam. Oh, a question on animals. Super Stopper and Potter has a dog. What's its name? <laughs> I should know this. Oh, God. Um... Ronnie? Or is that Wendy's? <laughs> Are you saying Ronnie? Yeah, I can't remember. Alex, do you want this for a bonus? 
Yeah, I'll take a guess. Um, right. Hamilton. Hamilton, good Ooh, guess. Well. Wrong. <laughs> it's Freddy. Ah, oh, you've all got bloody dogs. They've all merged into one. <laughs> <laughs> Section four. Players' numbers. Okay, so this is to Alex. What player wears the number eight in the men's section? For this question, you can have a special Santa clue. Ooh. It's not Josh Singleton. Hi, I'm Josh Singleton. <laughs> One of the few numbers Josh hasn't had. I think I, Alex I would have remember. played with him, wouldn't he, Santa? Oh, yes, definitely. Number eight. Will? Oh, 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 oh. well done. <laughs> You're not as thick as Jay looks. Oh. <laughs> that's a lucky guess. <laughs> well, that's correct. Okay, so this one's for Sam. Ooh. What ladies player wears number eight in the ladies section? Racking my brain. Oh, um... Are you going to give her a little clue, Santa? Oh, yeah, I certainly am. It's not poor skulls. <laughs> That's a shit clue, Santa. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, Gemma. Oh, 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 oh. Well done. Correct. It's Gemma Jackson Roxborough or Roxborough Jackson. I never get it right. <laughs> well done, guys. Both got that section right. Section five. Back of the net. Oh, my sack's nearly empty. Almost there. Come on, Alex, let's get this finished. All right. How many goals in total has the men's section scored? Teams one to four at the halfway point this season within 20 goals. <laughs> it's an odd one. I'm going to say 41. Oh, dear. My reindeers would have got that one. I'm sorry. The answer's 122 goals. What? Really? Well yep. done, guys. Wow. The four teams in the men's section have scored 122 goals at the halfway stage. And that includes plus five for any walkovers. So, yeah, well done. Okay, Sam. How many goals in total has the ladies' section scored, teams one to four, at the halfway point this season? Within 20 goals. I'm going to go with 90. Ooh. She's got it. 79. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> Oh, well done, Sam. So, right then, Jason, what's the scores on Mrs. Claus's draws? Oh, I work it out at a 3 1 victory for Sam Palmer. <laughs> oh, well done, Sam. <laughs> oh, that's very good. So, we have a winner, Sam. More we important, have we have a loser who has to forfeit, which is annual dinner slave. That's right. So Alex will be the slave for Sam at the North Knots annual dinner in 2023 <laughs> and will <laughs> fetch and carry her drinks all night and arrange a carriage to make sure they get home safely. Yeah. All that's left now is for Santa and me to thank our fantastic contestants who I think managed to pull it off. I wish you all a very happy Christmas and a great second half of the season. Oh, Merry Christmas. I need to give my sack a good clean after that, ready for Christmas Eve. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thank That's you. It's been brilliant. Thank you. The North Knots Hockey Club Christmas Quiz. Santa Slack's massive Christmas sack. It's ready to burst. 
So who will empty it first? If you wish to advertise on the North Knots Hockey Club podcast, get in touch now because opportunities are available. Contact us at North Knots Podcast at gmail.com. Do you love hockey? Do you live in the Montfjord or workshop area? Do you want to join a club that will help to develop your skills and talent? North Knots Hockey Club are looking for new players now. North Knots Hockey Club. Get in touch with the club's social media. Facebook. Instagram. Or Twitter. North Knots. A real hockey club. Well, that was great. Congratulations to Sam Palmer for being triumphant in the quiz and bad luck to Alex, who's now got to be a slave. By the way, I just noticed Santa on the way out with some duty freeze. I take it that was something to do with what you two lads were up to? Possibly. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. Straight on that slayer and off and away. I don't blame him. But at least he's, uh, we, we have an international cast in our podcast, don't we? Even, even people from that land. That's brilliant. So. Do. Excellent. Excellent. So we're, I've really enjoyed putting this podcast together. How's it been different for you this time, Jimmy? It's all been a bit packed. It has. It's been a bit of a rush. I think it's just took us two weeks to do, um, especially over Christmas when you've got things to do. But it's, it's been really, it, yeah, it's been really enjoyable. And I really enjoyed the interview with Andy as well. It's a pity I missed the quiz. But, um, yeah, I really enjoyed <laughs> the interview with Andy. That was quite good. So, yeah, very positive stuff that was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. He knows his stuff. And I think that that jingle was marvelous that uh, we've got so many people getting involved in the podcast now. That's something for the future, yeah, I think. Yeah, it is. It's getting really as many good. voices out there. It is. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, Andy gave us the idea with his, with one of his quotes in the interview, North Knots, yeah. it's a real club. Uh, and I, I think when you think about it, that's exactly exactly what we are, you know. Mm. We are a real club and what you see is what you get. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And Andy's seen plenty of clubs and he, he can make that judgment because he, as I say, he's, exactly, he's seen so many. Exactly, and he seems really happy at the moment where he is with the club and and his hockey, so that's good, and that's all we want anyone to do, be happy while they're playing. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Jay, have you got any thank yous to say before we finish? Uh, yeah, a couple. Uh, first one, everyone that's sent in Christmas jingles to make, to make the podcast quite Christmassy. Really appreciate it. People, people have sort of been put on the spot to send me audio files and things like that, and they've responded straight away. And it's really helped and it helps bring the podcast together. And it's only with input from people in the club that we can do these sort of podcasts. People don't want yes. to listen to us three ranting and moaning all the time. They, we're more <laughs> than happy to have other people's input. And it's great that we're trying to get round and get people from different sections of the club. If you think we've missed you, just email us and we'll get you on. The other one is Johnny Smedley again. He comes up with the promotional graphics. Whenever I ask him straight away, he's a top bloke and we really appreciate it, Johnny. And it'll be nice to see you down at the pitch in uh, in the new year, watching some hockey with us. That'll be great. 
Hope so. Yeah. Well, that's about it for this Christmas podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. Just a couple of thank yous of my own. I want to thank uh, Zach, of course, who's been twiddling those knobs again. Yeah, and, Zach. And to all the people who actually take the trouble to download. So uh, we get an idea of how many people out there are listening to it. So uh, please keep yeah. doing it. It's marvellous. We'll be back in the new year, pushing back even harder than ever. But until then, from all of us, a happy Christmas and a wonderful new year to you all. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hi, guys. King Goat here, the number one. Merry Christmas, everybody. Love you all. Bye-bye.